0: Greetings, everyone. This is Jeff Schechter, aka Shecky, with the High Return Real Estate Show. And today we have got the most unbelievable episode. I am so excited because we have a very, very special and unique guest, Uh, happens to be someone who is a blood relative to my business partner and friend, Mr. Jack Gibson. So first, let me welcome you, Jack, to the show. I'm excited to be here, Shecky, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the very special guest sitting right next to you is actually your nine-year-old son, Mr. John Gibson. How you doing, John? Great. Yeah, are you happy to be here?
1: Yeah, I'm excited. All right, well,
0: we are super, super excited to have you. So uh, stay tuned, and we'll be right with you with the meat of our show. Welcome to the High Return Real Estate Show podcast for heavy hitters. Two men, one mission. It's time to build your empire. All right, we are back with Mr. Jack Gibson and his son, John Gibson. But Jack, I just want to uh, set this up. The name of the show is How to Instill the Entrepreneurial Spirit in Your Kids. And, you know, I'm kind of curious more about your upbringing, Jack. Like, were you raised With entrepreneurial spirit like you know were you taught to go out and get a good education so you get a good job how were you raised well it's a great question
2: you know uh, my parents were both employees for you know my mom was a school teacher for 40 some years and my father worked in um, law enforcement and uh, insurance specifically arson investigating so they were great employees and very dedicated employees Um, they certainly taught me a lot of entrepreneurial principles, which were, you know, um, hard work and working with, with teams. My mom had a lot of farm sayings growing up. She, she grew up on a farm. So she taught me, um, you know, instilled in me, you know, the entrepreneurial farm spirit, so to speak. So I did get a lot of it from my parents and then my uncle He was a very uh, wealthy businessman. He ran three different businesses, and I was around him uh, all the time. He was like a second father to me. So there was a lot of um, entrepreneurial, um, you know, kind of spirit that he just rubbed off on me from him, and he
0: taught me a lot as well. Yeah, so it's great that you, you know, were able to kind of learn some of that stuff by osmosis. But, you know, since then, and as an adult, you know, you, I mean, I know you pretty well, and you've become quite the entrepreneur, and, you you know, certainly have inspired a a lot of other people to lead an entrepreneurial life. What is it that you do, like, how is it that you're able to sort of parlay that into that much greater level of entrepreneurial spirit that you have now. Like, how did you develop it? How do you continue to develop it? You know, it's it's
2: funny, um, Shecky. I think, um, you know, growing up, I always wanted to excel with anything that I did. Uh, I just, I've always had this fear of being average. And so I just wanted to, and always have wanted to be the best that I possibly can be, and I'm extremely competitive. I mean, definitely to a fault. I, I probably could use some counseling or have <laughs> something on that, you know, area. <laughs> so just the competitive spirit. I mean, I'm very, you know, independent, um, driven. I can uh, discipline myself to set my own schedule just was a natural for me. It's just a natural, you know, fit to start my own businesses. You know, I started in my first business when I was 19 and, I was introduced and fortunate to be introduced to the concept of personal development at that young age, which of course, as we know is so important. It just, the the development of your mindset and the development of really uh, focusing on becoming better tomorrow than you are today. So I got that at a young age and I grabbed onto that concept and really studied human potential. And so as an entrepreneur, it is, it gives, it really gives us unlimited capabilities to, you know, to really uh, become all that we really want to become. You know, when you're in a job, um, typically you're, you're stifled. You can't always, uh, you can only go so high. And if you have your own business, I mean, you can through, you know, creative, strategic planning, hard work. I mean, there is no limitations. The only limitations are, you know, that, you know, what you put on it and what you put on yourself. So I think that's where it all, it's, it started pretty young for me, Shecky.
0: Well, but just to play devil's advocate for a minute, you know, given that, you know, your parents both had, let's just say secure jobs, um, and they, they obviously were a great example to you from a standpoint of work ethic and things like that. Why is it such a big deal to you to instill the entrepreneurial spirit in your children. I guess, you know, what I'm asking is, you know, what's wrong with teaching the next generation to go out and get a good education and secure a good job?
2: You know, I was at a Tony Robbins seminar, and this is a great question about the future of our economy, I was at a business mastery seminar, and they showed a video of a, um, it's a bricklayer, but it was not a human bricklayer. It was a machine that could lay bricks in four hours. It could build what it would take two human beings four days to do the same thing.
0: Yeah, and probably do it with more accuracy, too. Exactly. So,
2: well, of course, debatable, right? But nonetheless, that kind of, you know, that's going to be very, very typical moving forward in our economy. In other words, meaning, The job that you have today, you could definitely be displaced in two years, five years, probably like very likelihood within a decade and certain with absolute certainly within 20 years. So and there's very few, there are jobs actually that know of course that are immune from, you know, being displaced. I mean, there's always going to be certain sectors that you can never put a, a robot or technology in that place. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, you know, most sectors, you know, just the pace of change and technology is accelerating at such a, a, such a high level that if you have a job, you don't have any sort of stability. I mean, you're going to, chances are, you know, you're going to be displaced so fast. So by being an entrepreneur and being in control of your own destiny, being able to uh, adapt uh, quicker to what happens in the economy through being an entrepreneur, you're going to be in the driver's seat. And I just think it's it's more critical than ever that we teach our children how to be independent thinkers, um, how to be self-reliant, and also, you know, how to be adaptable to the winds of change, you know, because the, the, the winds are going to always change, right? But it's the set of your sail that really matters. So, I'm just want to teach John and uh, my other son Tyler. I want to teach them, you know, how to set their sails uh, properly because the winds are going to be going to be pretty crazy. How they're going to blow over the next, you know, couple decades.
0: Yeah, I like the way you phrase that. I also think that, you know, given the the pace of acceleration of technology, the winds are blowing faster. Yes. And, you know. You know. They're definitely growing up in uh, a generation that is just far more accelerated in that regard than the way that we grew up. And uh, sure. the other thing that I think is really crucial, that I just want to put an asterisk on what you said, is I think the best entrepreneurs are ones that are taught and learn how to be problem solvers on a bigger scale. Yes. And, uh, you know, when it, it's sort of that next layer to what you had mentioned about critical thinking. So, so that said... Um, I want to bring on, what's that?
2: I was just going to say, you know, the bigger the problem, the bigger the paycheck, you know, and that's, if you're, if you don't like problems, then you should not be an entrepreneur because that's all you do as an entrepreneur is solve problems on a daily basis. And then, you know, you're, you're on a, on a bigger scale, you're solving, you know, bigger human dilemmas. And, Really, you know, ultimately, I don't feel, Shecky, that by turning over the, you know, power over to our, our government or anybody else that uh, our future of our country is ever really going to, you know, get better. Anytime that, you know, you look for, a, if you really look at who, who's going to solve the problems over the next 20, 30, 50 years, it's going to be entrepreneurs. And I, so I want my sons to be out in the forefront of that leading that charge of truly going to the causal and not trying to address the symptoms.
0: Yeah, I well said, man. I love the way you said that. And, and, and that said, I want to introduce a pretty amazing young man who is uh, a future problem solver, and future entrepreneur. And uh, I want to just bring on Mr. John Gibson. How you doing, John? Great. We are so happy to have you here. How old are you? Nine. And what grade are you in school?
1: Fourth grade.
0: And what's your best subject?
1: Uh, I like reading the most.
0: Wow, that's excellent. Okay.
2: So, yeah, he's a great reader. Readers are, are leaders.
0: Readers are leaders, for sure. Yeah. So. You get to watch your dad a lot. I mean, I know he's got an office in the house. you know like Could you give us a, a description of what you think your dad does for a living?
1: Um, well, I know he invests in real estate.
0: Okay. And what else?
1: Um, he works at Nutritional and um, help, and helps people with their nutrition.
0: That's great. Okay. So do you think like, you know, you're, you've been around your dad, obviously a lot. And do you think that you're better off as a kid who's nine in second grade, just an average kid? Do you think you're better off having a dad who owns his own businesses? Or do you think you'd be better off if you had a dad who just had a regular job?
1: Well, I think, uh, I like my dad because he owns businesses, um, and you make more money that way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, okay. That's Great. true. So you uh, reap the benefits of him making more money because you have a better lifestyle, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What does that mean to you? What? More More Nerf guns? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you shoot Shecky, like, right in the face with the Nerf gun when he was here? Yeah. Was that awesome? Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: But we were
2: on teams most of the time. Oh, oh, oh that was me. I probably got him in the face. Oh. Sorry, Shaquille. Sorry, sorry Shaquille, my bad.
0: <laughs> okay. I still have welts, but that's yeah. all right. Yes, you do. That's oh, you do. Well, sorry. <laughs> So, Sorry. Um, so, John, what? I'm just kind of curious, you know, given that you're around your dad a lot, obviously, because he, he has an office in your house, you're actually sitting there right now. What have you learned just observing watching your dad operate his businesses? I mean, you obviously, you know, you said something about money, but, you know, have you learned anything else about, you know, the ways to make money?
1: Um, not really.
0: (laughs) That's a tough question. (laughs) Have you learned anything at all about watching him about maybe how he deals with other people? And maybe how to how to relate to other people. Have you learned anything in that regard?
1: Yeah, we've played uh, many games like Monopoly, Monopoly Junior, Cash Flow, and Cash Flow Junior.
0: Ah, okay. So those are I'm guessing those are some of your activities that you're doing as a family that are really helping you to understand the game, right? Yes.
2: So yeah, tell me a little inter- inter- interject, Shecky. Um, yeah. We uh, I feel really, really strongly that, you know, not only kids, but adults learn the most when they play a game. So, and as Robert Kiyosaki says this in his book, you know, I know he's obviously promoting his game (laughs) through his his book, Cash Flow, the game, board game. But um, I do agree. And it's because games do, the way you show up at the game is typically the way you show up in life as well. And it's interesting to see, and I've played games where I've watched, like, what's their pattern when they play this game? How are they really? Are they are they competitive? Do they just really not care? Are they focused? Are they into it? Uh, you know, I, I just watch and You see the patterns that they have in the game reflects, you know, real life decision making. So we're really uh, work hard on you know having fun. You want it to be um, a fun experience for the kids, you know, as far as the learning and the process. So. The games make it fun for us, and, and it causes us to, you know, be able to spend quality time together. And you know, at the same time, he's teaching. I'm teaching him lessons through playing that could last, you know, a lifetime. You know, that that game, that board game, Cash Flow. I mean, it's so so good at teaching. You know, these. Um, you know, not only kids but adults of how the game of money really works and investing and b- starting businesses and all of that. So we do do that quite a bit. It's, you know, obviously the, what, the last three months we haven't really done it because it's summer here. So we're outside every night, but wait, I
0: got a question, John, when you guys play that game, who usually wins? Um, <laughs>
1: it depends who has more money.
0: Okay, <laughs> Well, that's usually true. But I mean, are you any good at that game? Yes. Yeah, you beat me
2: several times, haven't you?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't take it easy on him. I'm not letting him win. Um, Tyler, his younger brother, I have to let win at certain, like sometimes, because otherwise he'll throw he'll flip fit. out. He'll throw a fit. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. They're <laughs> wired differently, but um, yeah, John does real well. It's fun to watch him play. He does. He does. He makes good decisions.
0: So, John, would you say that that one's probably your favorite game of all of them?
1: Um.
2: I, lo- I like Monopoly more. Yeah, I think it's I think yeah tends to go towards Monopoly. He loves okay, interrupting me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, okay, well, so you're learning a lot from your dad. You're learning a lot from these games. Uh, are you learning anything? Are they teaching you anything at school about running your own business? No. No. Well, you that sound very good. definite when you say that. Like, yeah. don't like. Okay, maybe I'm just kind of pushing the envelope a little bit here, but don't you think you know learning stuff like math and things are gonna help you with future business?
1: Kind of yeah,
0: okay, well, so at least we got we got that out of you so we got a, we got
2: a kind of yeah I think you know school system is not you know we can't rely on the school system to to uh, by any extent to teach our kids uh, entrepreneurship. I mean they're all these are all employees that have designed all the curriculums, that are teaching all the curriculums, you know, there is no, there's no entrepreneurial influence there. And, you know, certainly um, there's great things about, you know, the school system and there's certainly things that are not so great. So as parents, you know, we want to make sure that we fill in the gaps and that we are really um, com- making sure that he has a full education and, and, most kids graduate high school and don't know a thing about how money actually really works. And it's the one thing that dominates the rest of their life, yet there's never so much as a course throughout the entire, you know, curriculum that that teaches them anything about it. So, you know, that's where I have to come in and know and understand that, that that's a real gap that needs to be, you know, filled. And and so that to me is is the one of the primary things that I try to educate John on and that we work on his mindset about how money works so that it doesn't own him for the rest of his life and that he knows how to make great decisions with it.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic because you know when you look at it and we, we look at the educational system, it could easily be said that there aren't really any adults, even as they move into middle age and old age that really ever get or understand this stuff ever, you know, know, in our real estate business, obviously we're dealing with a very small percentage of the population that are actually going out and bettering themselves and, you know, listening to podcasts like this one and, you know, creating better life for themselves and creating a future for themselves. But, you know, as fun and wonderful as it is to operate in this business One of the things that I find very sad to me is that we are only working with a very, very tiny slice, a very small percentage of the population, and I believe that that's largely due to the lack of education Um, and, and to parents not taking up, like you are, where they need to, to instill some of these values and work ethics and understanding of how this game works into their children. So that's why I just feel like this is such an important episode. I mean, it's, this is a big deal because it affects their whole life and it's, it really affects the fabric of our entire society. So yeah. Anyway, John, um, the, I know we talked about money, but you know, what, why do you think other than money, why do you think owning your own business is better than having a job?
1: Um, well, like I said, you make more money. <laughs> well,
0: that's true. Okay. But would you say
2: There's that... more to it, right? Like I have taught you more advantages than just making money. Please
0: tell me that's <laughs> <true than> that. <laughs> like if you're your own boss, what's the advantage in that?
2: Okay. that right? In hours? Remember, we talked about this? Setting your own
0: hours? Well, oh, let me ask yeah. it a different way. If you don't have a boss, what does that do for you as far as your own schedule or things like that?
1: Well, they boss you around with your time.
0: If you have a boss.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
2: So you're saying- What if you don't have one? Yeah, if you don't have a boss, what does that look like?
1: You can hire your own people and make them work for you.
0: Ah, okay. That's great. So let's go
2: with inspire them to work for you versus make them work for you. See the difference?
0: Yeah. So so I'm just curious, when you grow up, John, do you have a desire to have your own business? Yes. What would you like okay. to do? Yeah, what do you want to do?
1: I want to do what he does and invest in real estate.
0: Wow. That's cool. Well that the cash flow game and the monopoly game is really going to help give you a really, really great understanding of that stuff. Uh, because that's definitely a lot. Those are both based on real estate investing for sure. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you a question, John. I mean, I know that you know you've got some some good buddies at school, and you're you know you're also a pretty big influence on your younger brother. You know, what advice? Because you know, when we put out this episode and we tell them we're interviewing you, who's nine years old there's a likelihood that there's going to be other kids out there that jump on and listen to this recording, right? So knowing that, what advice would you give to other kids out there who want to have their own business when they grow up? What would you encourage them to do to move in that direction?
1: Mm. Well, if their dads do that, then make make their dad teach them.
0: Okay, <laughs> yeah. and that's good. And, and what if there's probably plenty of kids out there who don't have a dad like yours who, you know, maybe don't, they don't understand the real estate game or they just have a regular job and they're, they don't own their own business. But if a kid your age really had a desire and saw that vision of having their own business, how would you encourage them to, to sort of cultivate that, to, to go down and learn more about that?
1: Um, like you can play games, and that you can also go to places that um your friend invests at.
0: Ah, so that's cool. So, do you like going to see the properties that your dad is investing in?
1: Yes. Well, you what's know, two, a, why?
0: Well,
2: you got a good tour that with the property manager the other what a, a month or so ago. And then from there, we went on to our charitable program so that I could uh, teach him how to give back. He served for three hours, served food to right. uh, the community at our, uh, where we do our charitable giving for uh, disadvantaged children. And um, so John got to that day. It was very special because John got to see you know, what it's like to own a property and, and the problems that come along with it. And it's not always perfect. And how we solve yep. those problems and make the um, uni- units better and, you know, perform better for the, not only for us as the investor, but a better place to live for the tenants and then, and then went on to learn charity. So we, um, we want to teach our kids to not only how to, you know, make money, but then invest money uh, wisely and then how to give money back and, or, and give back through your time and efforts as well.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So I don't really have any other questions. I mean, John, I just want to say it's really, really great to have you on the show. This has been really, really fun having you along with your dad. I I wish I could talk him into having you on every show.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's got a half day at school today, so we caught him at a good time. And I yeah. know uh, he was very excited to do this show. He kept asking me over and over again, "What time this is going off?" So um, definitely uh, excited to have a well, John. Did you with my did buddy. you have fun
0: doing this, John?
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Okay,
2: good. You so might have your own podcast someday. Uh huh. Yeah,
0: I can. Yeah, see I that. think what's what's great, and I and one of the reasons I want to thank you for coming on because I think whether you realize it or not, even though at nine years old. The people that listen to it are going to be highly influenced. So you you just created a situation where you have the opportunity here to help a lot of kids your age understand better about how to grow up and how to be a better entrepreneur. But I think you also really helped us to help a lot of parents out there uh, really up their game and do a better job of being parent being parents and instilling proper values into their kids. And so just for that, I think you, you've done all of us a really great service. So thanks so much for being on the show.
1: My pleasure.
0: All right, awesome. Buddy. <laughs> and listeners, thank you very, very much. Uh, you know, if you got something out of this, obviously, you know, please give us a five star rating on iTunes or, you know, the top rating on, you know, whatever uh, podcast serving device you listen to. And uh, if you want to see the kinds of properties and returns that we make available to our investors, just head on over to our website at highreturnrealestate.com. And and for myself and my business partner, Mr. Jack Gibson, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. This has been really, really a fun show. And John, I hope we can have you back again someday, buddy.
1: Yeah, I'd love to.
0: Okay. Take care, everybody. Bye, everybody.
1: Bye.